and welcome back to the Breaking Butterfly podcast or if you are new here a very special welcome. I am so so grateful to have you here. Thank you for pressing play and tuning in and taking the time to you know learn something to better yourself and work on yourself because I know that it is not always easy and um, just you being here and pressing play and showing up for yourself is is everything. It truly is everything. So thank you for being here and um, I'm really excited for this episode because oh, I actually had like two other topics that I was thinking about talking about today and um, definitely going to do episodes on those as well. But I had just like a, like a is it surge the right word? Like a surge of inspiration? That's not, I've never used that word before. I don't know why I'm trying to use that word. I had like a hit of inspiration while I was just sitting here working tonight and um, I'm talking about something completely different than what I was planning on all day because it is just like wanting to be talked about and it, I just feel like it wants to be, you know, channeled through me right now and I think it's going to be a really, really special episode. So, before I hop into things though, I have a special announcement. I am doing a free masterclass on Thursday, August 19th. So if you're listening to this before then, please, please, please sign up. It's going to be fucking amazing. It is called Move Out of Paralysis and Into Power. Move Out of Paralysis and Into Power. And it's going to be all about perfectionism, procrastination, and all of the things that keep us stuck and in paralysis. And we are going to be saying goodbye to all of those things that keep us stuck and finally step into our power. So if you're hearing this before August 19th, sign up, sign up so that you can join us live. And also if you're listening to this after August 19th, I am going to be posting a replay as well. So no worries. Um, you can actually find that link in the show notes. And so you can go watch that replay right now, even if you're listening to this um, just later, later than that. So, but if you're listening now, I would love, 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 love to have you there live on Zoom so I can see all of your beautiful faces. Um, it's going to be just an amazing masterclass with like a lot of just juicy, juicy insights and downloads and things that I want to share with you guys because I like for so long was in a place of procrastination and paralysis. And, you know, I still deal with procrastination and perfectionism here and there, but nothing like I used to, nothing like, you know, in the time of my life when I didn't have a business and I didn't have, you know, all the things I wanted in my life and I didn't live in LA and I didn't have my soulmate, you know, all, all of the things that just really make up my life now. Um, you know, it, I wouldn't be here unless I learned the things that I'm going to be teaching you in this masterclass to get out of that state of true paralysis. Like I just remember what it was like to just be in that state of like wanting to do things and wanting to do more. And I just like couldn't move. I could not move. And my dad just would always say to me, just take a step in any direction, take a step in any direction, take a step in any direction. And I just couldn't, like I just 
felt like I couldn't move. I didn't know where to go or how to get into action and I was just so stuck and I just don't ever want anyone ever feeling that way. So, you know, especially because, you know, procrastination and perfectionism can be like one of the biggest things that, you know, hinders your your confidence and, and shoots down your confidence and without confidence, you cannot have your dream life and without your dream life, then it just, it just sucks. It just sucks. I want everyone to have their dream life. So if you struggle with perfectionism, procrastination, or feeling in that like paralysis state, sign up. Uh, The link will be in my show notes. And um, yeah, I hope to see all of you there August 19th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm so excited. Oh my God. Okay. So diving into today's episode, Today, I want to talk a little bit about facing your fears because I feel like it's been a while. Maybe it hasn't. I don't know. I always feel like it's been a while. (laughs) I feel like I always say that. It's been a while. I feel like it's been a while since I really gave like an update on my life and my healing process. And uh, that's one of like the questions I get asked a lot actually is like, how does my personal development or like healing you know, process look now versus like way back when because, you know, I've been doing personal development and working on myself for how many years now? I don't know, like seven years now. I've been obsessed with like self-growth and personal development, just like a full-on junkie and um, I've done a lot of work. (laughs) So, the way that I heal now and the things that I'm going through now are so, so different than the things that I, I used to go through. They're, they're the same, but they're different. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like everything I, I struggle with, it's like, I always return back to the basics, right? It's never like I'm doing like this crazy, like healing process on this, like crazy, like 5D, like afterlife or like past life crazy thing. Like, it's not like that. My personal development is still pretty much the same in a lot of ways because it's always it's always back to the basics. It's always, you know, the things that have have come up throughout our lives are always they're kind of a part of us, right? I think that the things that we struggle with are a part of us and we we struggle with them for a reason. I think we struggle to, you know, help others and like walk others along on their journey and that's, you know, part of the reason why I really want to talk about this is because um, it's like if I can help someone through this, um, then it'll all be worth it, right? And so I think that I I go through everything I go through for a reason. So it always pops up, right? Like I struggled with self-worth like way back when, like when I got out of my toxic relationship back in like 2015, 2016. Um, and then like all of a sudden, like a couple months ago, I started like struggling with self-worth again. Like I almost felt like I was like back in high school in a sense with like some of the things that I was experiencing. And I was like, whoa, wait, I I thought I dealt with this. I thought I healed from this. And why is it back to bite me in the ass right now? That that also happens when you are building a business. Um, If you're starting your own business, like a a spiritual based heart-centered business, it really is like the biggest spiritual journey because you will see that like all the things that you thought you handled and dealt with and were fine, um, they all they all come back up again, but like in another in a different way, like in a big like in a like an up leveled way, almost just like in a different way. Um, and I I think it's you know to I think 
the universe kind of gives us like initiations sometimes to say like, oh, you want to do this? Well, let me just, let me bring back this one thing that you really struggled with and see if you're ready. See if you're ready. Um, Or one of my clients, hopefully she doesn't mind that I share this. Well, you guys don't know who she is, but she, you know, she broke up with an ex and it was like really hard like last year or something like that. And then she like went to the gym one day and she's just been like working on herself and working on her business and healing. And she like went to the gym and like her ex was there and she was like, you know what this was, Maddie? And I was like, what? Uh, This is how you know she's my client if she's like making lessons out of everything, right? She's like, this was the universe, like give like showing me this, like showing me a weakness or showing me something that I healed from to kind of like test me and see like, did I really heal from this? Like, have I healed from this? And of course she did amazing. She's like, yep, fuck him, whatever. (laughs) Um, And I was so proud of her, but I just think it's funny how, you know, sometimes these things kind of get thrown back at us um, to just kind of like, yeah, test us, test us a little bit, right? Um, but all, everything I just said has nothing to do (laughs) with what I'm about to talk about. I just totally went on a tangent. Anywho, so I want to talk about this thing. Well, it, it kind of goes with what I'm about to say because this thing I've been struggling with, okay, it totally has to do with what I'm about to say. This thing I've been struggling with in my life right now has been something that I have struggled with my whole entire life, like my whole life, but it comes in waves where some months it'll be like really, really bad to the point where like I can't function like in my day-to-day life. I can't eat. I can't like do things. Um, and then sometimes it'll it'll go away and it'll be fine and I, I won't like be dealing with it as much. Um, but it, it's like common waves like throughout my whole entire life and I could just never make sense of it because I felt so like confused why it was happening and so like disconnected from it like I felt like it wasn't mine because of this thing and I'm just I was gonna like I was gonna kind of like tell like like kind of like a glazed over version of like what I'm really struggling with but I think I'm just like gonna get super honest and transparent with you guys because why the fuck not and that's why I'm here um but it's like for me to share this like my heart is racing because I just feel so like I guess embarrassed by it isn't the right word it's it's more like I feel like no one else understands so I grew up dealing with OCD um for like quite a few years I mean I've I've still always had it but it was really bad when I was a kid like I I also I have to put this disclaimer of OCD does not just mean like you're super anal about things being clean or like you really need things being clean. OCD is like an actual like mental illness to the point where like you have these intrusive thoughts that don't make sense and you do compulsions to like to battle these intrusive thoughts and usually like you cannot or it feels like you cannot stop doing these compulsions. So when I talk about OCD, like this is the only, like the one thing that irks me, (laughs) if I'm being honest, is like when I share my struggle about OCD and then someone's like, oh my God, like I'm so OCD too. Like I just, I'm, everything's always organized. That's not, that's not OCD. Um, If, if you have, 
actual OCD like you would know because it's it's actually very debilitating um, and it's it's more than just like wanting things to be clean, right? There was times in my childhood where I would do like this weird tapping with my fingers and like writing words on my thumb like with my pointer finger and it would get to the point where like I could not stop and I would just break down in tears. I would break down in tears because I like my mind was like taking over and these weird compulsions or I would, you know, do things with symmetry and like tapping things and I would not stop tapping things until I like like felt like it was even but sometimes like I just couldn't get it even and it's debilitating like it's to the point where you just like can't actually like function and like do things because you're so like in your compulsions right and luckily I kind of moved out of that Um, and one of the other bad compulsions I always had was um, washing my hands I would do really, really weird things about like inspecting my food. Um, I wouldn't be in the kitchen, like if anyone was making raw meat or if even someone was making eggs, I would wash my hands sometimes upwards of like hundreds of times a day till my hands would just bleed. Um, And I would inspect all my food. If I ate out and I wasn't able to wash my hands, if I touched food, I would just eat it to where I touched it. And then I would throw away the rest. Like I just did weird compulsions. Um, I've also had weird compulsions with like locking doors too. Like I'll check if I locked a door like eight times and then I'll leave. And then I'll be like, I don't think I locked it. And I'll literally be like a mile down the road and I'll drive back and check the door again and like unlock it and lock it again. Just like weird stuff like that, that I I just can't or felt like I couldn't control. Right. And so um, luckily all of that kind of like phased out a little bit where I was like, oh, I, I grew out of it. I thought I had like grown out of it, which now I'm realizing like I haven't because I still tap my fingers and do weird things all the time. But it's so like normalized to me because I've just like done it for so long. And it's it's not as bad or as debilitating as it was when I was a child. Um, But yeah, so I, I dealt with that when I was a kid. And then my whole life, this thing that I've struggled with that is going to sound so it just, I feel like it sounds so crazy, um, but I've struggled with emetophobia, which is just, it's the fear of getting sick, it, like stomach sick, like throwing up. <laughs> um, I don't even like talking about it because, I mean, it's just gross, but I've had this like debilitating fear and like I know that nobody likes this. Trust me. I know. Like people are like, oh my God, yeah, same. I know that nobody likes it. It does. It sucks. I have had this debilitating fear where like I have not been able to eat for days or I just, like I said, wash my hands until I bleed or just just a lot of things um, and, and different compulsions. And I just have dealt with this fear my whole life to the point where like sometimes I'm in so much intense fear that like I didn't even know my body could produce some of the symptoms that I experience when I'm experiencing that fear or anxiety. Like my my therapist, she asked me to like draw a picture of what it feels like when I when I'm like experiencing this fear. And honestly, I was just gonna like draw myself in a big ice block. Like I just an ice block, but that's on fire. <laughs> like I will just get so frozen. And my whole body will just tingle with fear and I'll make myself sick because I'm so anxious and I get in these thought loops. And anyway, I'm telling you all of this. I'm telling you like all of these 
symptoms because I feel like it's important for you to, um, I guess, like know kind of like where where I'm coming from with all this. Actually, it's not really that important that you know this, but I'm telling you anyway. And so um, I dealt with all of that and finally it got so bad these last couple of weeks um, that like this fear, this fear, like ultimate fear that I felt um, anytime like I'd eat or go out or do anything, it was like, I need to figure this out. Like I need help. And so after I had this huge panic attack, I finally like went online and just started like researching like crazy. And I found out that this phobia is actually like really common. It's it's not really common. I think it's like like three percent of the population or something like that um, experiences this. Um, but I just started researching like crazy and found that out that people actually experience with this experiences too, which was just so reassuring to me because I was just like I felt so alone and like crazy for so long. And um, I ended up finding out that that this phobia is connected to um, contamination OCD. And I was like, oh my God, I struggled with OCD like my whole life. Um, but I didn't think I was struggling with it anymore because it had become so normalized to me, some of the things I do. And also, um, it just it's showing up in a totally different way now now that I'm older, it's showing up in this phobia because OCD kind of, it latches on to like different things in your life, right? So I did the research and I found this um, this organization that treats specifically OCD people or, or people with OCD, sorry. And I found a therapist and started doing exposure therapy. And this is really what I, I want to talk about and talk about like how it's been going and how it works um and then relate it to to you guys and like everyday life instances because I just it's crazy what has been happening so pretty much the the basis of uh this therapy I'm doing it's exposure what is it exposure response prevention exposure response prevention therapy. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. It's like a form of CBT and it's like the only or like not the only but it's the best way of treating OCD and a phobia because this is how it works. So OCD what happens is you have an intrusive thought all right I have an intrusive thought that again it doesn't even feel like my own it's just this intrusive thought and then I experience anxiety and I experience these horrible feelings and then what I do is I do compulsions and different things that I've created in my mind um, to, to lower that anxiety. So I do these different compulsions, like washing my hands, for instance, thinking that like that is going to prevent me from my biggest fear, which is getting sick, right? So I've, I created all these compulsions, like without me even, even knowing it. And I think that's one of like the kind of not coolest parts of this experience, but just like crazy part of this experience is like realizing all of the the compulsions I had without even noticing. Um, but I created all these things to lower the anxiety. But then what happens is the anxiety, it, go, it goes away for a little bit. Like after I do the compulsion, it goes away for a moment, but then it just comes back even stronger because I'm not actually facing the anxiety or the fear. I'm avoiding it and I'm turning my head and I'm acting like I things in my power, doing things 
um, is going to stop that outcome. So in this scenario, though, you can't get rid of the intrusive thoughts and you can't get rid of the, the feeling that it gives you. The only thing we can do is, is get rid of the compulsions. And once you stop doing the compulsions and you stop doing all of these things, um, then, well, what happens is you get anxiety and fear beyond belief because you don't have those crutches or those things that used to support you and quote unquote help you like get through it, right? When really the compulsions are are doing worse for me than they were doing good because once I do the compulsion, my anxiety would lower for a minute, two minutes, maybe even five minutes, and then it would just come back full force. And that's why people, it's called a compulsion because you just have to keep doing it over and over and over, um, you know, until yeah, you just can't anymore because you don't want this thing to happen, whatever you are afraid of. You don't want it to happen. So committing to doing this type of therapy was like probably one of the scariest things that I've ever had to do because for once, I had to let go of all of the things that I called like safety um, that I didn't even realize I was like doing for safety, but all of these weird things I was doing and I had to let go of those and commit to not doing them and just feel the fear and just sit with the anxiety. But then my my therapist, which also side note, my therapist is amazing. I fucking love her. And usually I give therapists like a bad rap because like some stories I've heard about therapists or things that I hear from my clients, I'm just like, ugh, I don't know about these therapists. But I got the best therapist ever. I fucking love her. But so my therapist explained to me on, you know, our first session of of starting this therapy was what's going to happen is once you stop doing the compulsions, your anxiety will actually lower on its own because you're not doing these things to just lower it for a minute. You're just sitting in the uncertainty. You're sitting in like that fear almost. And I told her, I'm like, well, I don't want the fear. That's why I'm here. Like, I'm like... I don't want to do this because like I came here to this therapy to get rid of my fear and you're telling me that I'm going to have to feel it even more and feel it worse and just sit in it. And she said, yes, that's that's what I'm going to have to do. And then the less I do these safety net compulsions and the more I sit in the uncertainty um, of saying, you know, I may or may not get sick. I, I can't control that. I might get sick from the food I'm eating. I might not. I might get sick when I walk out the door today. I might not. Like just sitting in that uncertainty and sitting in like that fear of just the best word to explain it is like acceptance, right? Sitting in that acceptance of like this might happen and this might not. What will happen is once you face it and you sit in that uncertainty, your anxiety will actually just drop and lower by itself. It'll just it'll just start to dissipate. And I was like, okay fine. I'll try it. This is going to be really uncomfortable. I really don't want to do this, but you know, here I am. Okay. Let's try this out. So I've only done what, like two weeks of this therapy and, and incorporating it into my life. And oh my God, (sighs) I've been like, I've been like dying these past like two months over this thing, uh, over this fear of just like being in so much fear that like I just couldn't even function. And this last like 
five, six days, I have felt amazing. I have actually felt my anxiety go away and my fear go away in the sense of like me just sitting in that uncertainty and just like not trying to control it, not trying to avoid it, but just sitting in the uncertainty. It made it like it was worse at first, right? Because then I was like freaking the fuck out. But then, you know, as we start doing the therapy together and start exposing me to things and, you know, on our sessions together, we literally expose me to things that like trigger me. And then doing the the response prevention, I think that's what it's called, response prevention, um, something. I the R might be something else, but like actually doing that that therapy, I can feel like I my fear is going away. It was so bad at first, but then just sitting in that, it's like the acceptance is healing me. Me not trying to control any outcomes. Me not trying to like fix anything or change anything or like or 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 the the other thing is like making it so big in my head like I make this thing so big in my head and so like like amplified and bit like way worse than it actually is way worse than it actually is by me trying to avoid it like me trying to avoid my fear is was the thing quite literally making my fear bigger because I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to accept it. And so it it just became this like big thing that's like terrible and terrifying and horrible because I wasn't willing to just sit with it and feel it and like just feel, feel negative emotions, feel, feel uncomfortable feelings, right? So this got me thinking of like how much we actually do this in our everyday life and again this like if you are about to like you guys are about to like resonate and relate to the things that I'm about to say because I'm about to like um apply this to our everyday lives and if you do these things that I'm about to talk about this does not mean you have OCD OCD is just it's completely different but the way that we work is is kind of like this in a way because I started to think all of us are struggling with some type of fear right now we're we're stopping ourselves from doing something we're procrastinating we are like um being perfectionists we are avoiding things or or trying to do things in a certain way to prevent a certain outcome so we're doing things in our lives by by not trying something or putting something off, procrastinating, trying to perfect something, trying to do things in a certain way, right? We're, we're doing all of these things to prevent a certain outcome. So an example, think about this, you guys. We, so on a confidence level, we are super conscious of what we wear and like what we say and what we do. Because we want to prevent rejection or judgment from other people, right? Like you might put on one outfit one day and think like, oh, people are going to think this is ugly or this isn't on trend. And so you take it off and you wear something else to prevent judgment. Or you are like you always overthink like what you say and what you do 
because you don't want someone to think you're weird or you don't want people to judge you or you don't want people to reject you, right? And so we we actually can't be authentic. We can't be authentically ourselves because we're so afraid of the outcome of being completely ourselves that we try to fix things and do things, right? I'm kind of relating it to like compulsions in a way which, again, I have to put this out there. This does not mean that you are doing compulsions because you are doing this. This is this is a normal human thing. Everybody does this. Compulsions are way different and like you would know uh, if, if it was that bad. They're not compulsions. But I'm relating it to compulsions in the way that like we do all these things hoping that the outcome will be different, right? If I dress in this way, then more people will like me. If I if I don't speak up and share what is authentically true to me, um, then I, I won't get rejected. We're all afraid of what's on the other side of doing these things. So we, we do things in a certain way to prevent the outcome, right? Another example would be like starting your own business or putting out like a passion project or something like, you know, you want to do a podcast or have like a thrift shop or start a coaching business or start a YouTube or whatever it is you want to do. And we try to perfect it. We try to perfect everything, thinking that like, if I perfect this, then it won't fail. If I perfect this, then like, you know, people won't judge me. If I perfect this, then, 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 then maybe I will prevent myself from experiencing this thing that I don't want to experience. You know, we, we don't start our business. We don't put ourselves out there because we're so afraid of failing or we're afraid of being judged. And so we try to just like do all of these things to like, you know, stop that outcome from happening. Um, Another example is like toxic habits in our relationships. Um, I'm sure some of you will relate to this where you are always overthinking about your relationship. You know, your partner leaves the house or they go to a party and you're just overthinking, overthinking. Like, what if they're talking to somebody else? What if they're cheating on me? What if this? What if that? You know, you check their phone. You check their phone hoping that, like, you can catch them if they're cheating on you or or whatever. All right, we do these toxic, toxic things in the hopes that we might prevent the one thing that we fear, right, of them them leaving us. And, and we think that overthinking will, will do something about it, will prepare us for it, will, you know, ch- checking their phone or checking their every move or like whatever it is that you're doing, you know, that's, that's ruining the trust in your relationship. We're doing all those things hoping that we, pre- we will prevent the one thing that we want, uh, that we fear is that them leaving us or cheating on us or whatever it might be. But what if, and this is what I'm learning through my therapy, right, exposure therapy, what if we just faced the fear that we might be rejected or judged? What if we just faced the fear that our business might not go as planned? I don't believe in failing. I don't think it'll fail. But it might not go as as planned when we first start it. You know, what if, you know, our, our partner does leave us or ch- cheats on us. That's a very real thing. That could possibly happen. It might be happening right now. You never know. You can't, you can't predict that. And you also can't prevent that. So you, you also can't prevent getting rejected or judged. 
You can't prevent that. No matter how perfect you make something or no matter how conscious you are of what you wear or what you say, no matter how much you you do all of these things to avoid it, you can't. It's impossible. It's impossible to prevent that. And that was one thing I really had to face through this whole um, therapy is like I, I had to like accept that like I can't prevent it. I can't prevent it. I don't know the future. I don't. And I have no say in what the future holds. I really, you cannot predict if you're going to get rejected or judged or, or fail, quote unquote, but I don't believe in failing. Um, or, if, or if your partner is going to leave, you, you can't prevent that or predict it. But what if we faced it? And what I've learned, what I, what I now learned is that when you do face it and you sit in that uncertainty and you sit there scared and you sit there anxious and you you sit there you sit there in it and then you you sit in the uncertainty and you accept it like you truly truly accept that what you most fear could possibly happen to you it's the craziest thing in the world guys i never thought that this would actually help me on such a, you know, amplified, severe level. What happens when you face it and and you come to peace with it is that that anxiety and that fear, it starts to lower. It starts to go away. When you expose yourself to it, when you, when you think about getting rejected, when you think about being judged, when you think about, you know, someone might leave me. When you think about these things, instead of doing all these things to try to prevent it from happening and you get comfortable with it you get comfortable with that with the uncomfortable you get comfortable with the uncertainty it's it becomes smaller it it you take away like the power that it has over you because right now for a lot of us this fear that we're facing in our life might be actually ruling our life. It might be actually stopping us. It Well, it is. It's stopping you from having the things that you want to have. It's stopping you from living your life the way that you want to live it. It's stopping you from the relationship you want to have, the things you want to wear, the, the things you want to say, the things you want to do, like all of it. It's It's this fear is preventing you from doing that. But, but here's the thing. There's always going to be fear. There's always going to be uncertainty. There's always going to be anxiety. But you're just, you're giving it too much power. You're giving it power over you by doing things to try to prevent it from doing things when you're doing things to, to try to control the outcome. You don't have control of the outcome. But you do have control of, of, being courageous and being strong and just like doing the thing anyway, even though you know that you might get rejected or you might fail or you might be judged or someone might leave you or whatever it is. You do it anyway because there's never going to be a time or a moment or a circumstance where you get something perfectly right or you check his phone the right amount of times or you wear the right thing to the point where no one's going to judge you, no one's going to leave you, and you're not going to be like be rejected or fail or judge in your business. You're never going to be able to create a circumstance or anything 
that will prevent that. And right now, as I'm saying all of this, you might feel a spike in your anxiety. You might be getting kind of like triggered right now hearing that like you can't prevent these things, right? But this this is what I just went through and this is what you have to go through. You have to feel that. You have to feel the the uncertainty that it might happen and just accept it because once you accept it, that's when you can actually move forward. Think like perfectionism, right? This one just keeps coming up for me for some reason. The perfectionism because so many people struggle with perfectionism of, you know, especially helping so many girls start their own businesses. They, we really, and I say we because it's been me too, right? Everyone does it. We get into this place of perfectionism of like, just trying to to make things so perfect so perfect that we don't actually ever put that thing out into the world like we we just never do it we never post the podcast we never post the youtube video we never post that instagram post or whatever we never do it because we can never get it perfect enough but what if in the scenario you said to yourself if i perfect this more I might get judged, I might get rejected, it might totally flop. And if I don't perfect it more, if I just put it out the way it is right now and I just put it out into the world, I might get rejected, I might get judged, and it might totally flop. Either way, either way, if you perfect it even more and you keep working on it and keep working on it and keep working on it, you're, there's still a chance you can get rejected and judged and it could flop. And if you sit there and perfect it even more and you sit in that perfectionism mindset and you just like keep trying to make it more perfect to avoid a negative outcome, it's not even negative. We just view it as negative, right? But if you keep doing that to avoid the outcome, you also might get rejected. You might get judged. You might flop. Either way, either way, if I did my compulsions perfectly, I might still get sick. And if I don't do them, I might still get sick. But for some reason in my head, I just had made it up that like, if I do all of these things perfectly, it will prevent me from getting sick. No, it won't. There's no way of me controlling that. Just like there's no way of you controlling like what happens to you. But when you face it and you can sit in that and say, I might get rejected either way, you can move forward. You can move forward. And here's the thing. The The thing that you're fearing and making so big in your head right now, it's not that big and it's not that bad. It really isn't. It really, really isn't. It's it's not that bad. It's only bad because you're making it up in your head to be so bad. It's the perspective. The thing that you're fearing, it's not that bad. If you're if you're fearing judgment from your friends or family, if you're fearing judgment or sorry, fearing rejection right? From somebody or or everyone, right? Putting something out onto the internet. If you're fearing some, somebody leaving you, it's it's really not that bad. It's not that bad. If you fail, right? That's just feedback. You go again. If If you get rejected, so what? That's not your tribe. If you get judged, again, so what? Those aren't your people. If people are judging you, then those aren't your people and your people that aren't going to judge you are out there, but you're preventing yourself from finding those people because you're clinging on for dear life to 
these other people that you you want to please, you want to um, be accepted by when it's just like it's not in your cards. You're not supposed to be accepted by them. You're not. Um, if somebody leaves you, okay, they're not the one for you. If someone's going to leave you or cheat on you, if you're that worried about about somebody leaving you or cheating on you, then you probably shouldn't be with them. Then you probably shouldn't be with them. I think I'm going to do a whole episode about that with Henry, actually. I feel like it's about time that I bring Henry back onto the podcast. But if you're, if you're that afraid of somebody leaving you because you think that they really would, then let them leave you. Then there's someone out there. Trust me. There's someone out there that you would, you know, get into a relationship with and you just know they wouldn't leave you. You just know they wouldn't cheat on you. You just know it. You feel it. There's someone out there that that will give that to you, but you're, again, you're preventing that from even happening because you're you're holding on for dear life to this person that you think might leave you, that you're begging or like checking their phone, just like trying to make sure that they don't cheat on you. Like it's, it's not that bad. It, it would actually be a good thing. If any of these things happen to you, you can actually shift your perspective and, and change it to be a good thing, a really good thing. Um, and I just think it's, our fears are not as bad as we think they are. We're just making it up into our heads that it is that bad because we're just trying so hard to avoid it. But once you face it and you look it in the eyes and you sit with it and you sit with the uncertainty, it, it goes away. Trust me, it goes away, especially with something as severe as mine that I've been dealing with for probably like 18 years it can go away. And I'm sure this, you know, I'm still going to struggle with this and have these intrusive thoughts my whole life. Absolutely, I am. (laughs) But I know things are going to be so much better for me here on out. And it's going to be better for you too. Because here's the other thing. I think that you can only find what's meant for you in this life and, and be successful if you are okay with failing and with rejection and with judgment and with people leaving and all of these all of these things anything you're afraid of i don't think that you can be successful unless you can go through those things and you can handle those things no one creates a thriving business a thriving business not experiencing any any judgment or rejection or failure it just doesn't exist doesn't exist listen to anybody's story anyone's success story that just doesn't exist you have to be able to get comfortable with these things and and go through these things to find what's on the other side because what's on the other side is so so worth it it's so worth it I promise you that so I just wanted to share this with you guys because um, it's just such a big part of my healing journey right now and, and shadow work and like looking into like the deepest, darkest, most embarrassing and like scary just things in my life and in my reality. And, um, I love to share those things with you guys. I think it's powerful to share those things with you guys. And I really do think like this whole experience with, with therapy gave me like a whole new perspective on 
confidence and facing your fears because you know I've ta- I've talked about facing your feel facing your fears and feeling the fear and and doing it anyway. I talk about all these things. But I think this, you know, what this has taught me and the lesson is, you know, it just showed me it that it showed me that concept in like a whole new light and like a whole different light um where I can really like teach this concept more clearly and powerfully because I experienced it just like at the the most intense level, you know. So I love to share it with you guys and I I think that, you know, this this whole experience for me and and this lesson is so powerful. You know, face your fears. Face them. Sit with them. Be with them and and accept them. Accept it. Accept it. Accept it. The big word right now is acceptance. Just true, true acceptance. Ugh. It's hard. It's hard, you guys. <laughs> it's really hard to accept something that you've gone so long just like not wanting to accept. But you will be stronger and more powerful coming out of that. So my baby step for you guys this week is to write down your biggest fear. Just write it down. Write down your biggest fear and just sit with it. Sit in silence. Sit in a meditation. Don't try to avoid it. Don't try to to make it better in your head or like make up any excuses for it. Just be with it. Like truly, truly just be with it. Just write it down. Um, Because I think the faster we we face these fears, you know, the faster we can actually move through them. (sighs) All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you got something powerful out of it. And thank you for being here with me and sitting with me and listening to me and and holding space for me, um, sharing like what I'm going through and my struggles. I like really, really appreciate it. Um, and on a lighter note, (laughs) on a lighter note, um, I don't know if you can hear those sirens (laughs) through my microphone, but you know, just LA things. There's like massive sirens outside, but on a lighter note, move out of paralysis and into power is not this Thursday, but next Thursday, August 19th at 6 p.m., absolutely free. All you have to do is sign up at the link in the show notes and I just cannot wait to see you guys there. It's going to be so fun, so powerful and I just love you guys so much. Thank you to all of you that show up week after week and listen to me and grow with me and share with me on Instagram, you know, how I've helped you and and things that you're going through as well. It's so powerful and so amazing. Um, I just love you guys. And I hope you have the most beautiful week ever. And I will catch you guys in my next episode. Bye.